Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Decent here with uh, my good friend and uh, the, the medium. The I, I was I was going to get it right and I got it wrong. The military <laughs> medium, Dean McMurray. <laughs> I, I, <was> mean, <laughs> I love it. Too. This is kind of a, a good summary for the way my day is going. So I'm glad we're doing your daily dose of happy. We're so glad you decided to join us today because, uh, quite honestly, this is one of those days where I need a little bit of a lift. <laughs> It's all right. We, <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, uh, how you doing today, Walt? Are you? I'm doing you're, fine. You're doing all right. <laughs> I, I'm doing fine. I, I've I've been dealing with stuff, and it's been one of those days where it's challenging. You know, you have to sometimes right. just face up to the fact that you're riding the roller coaster. It just yeah. happens. You know, some days just go like that. But you know, I'm trying my best to keep my vibe up and mm-hmm. you know, laugh at it where possible and smile where possible. And where not possible, I take five minutes off. There you go. You know, I I love the I love the fact that that's that's Ron real. You know, it's. Um, life isn't always, uh, you know, we, I think we talked about this before. It's not always puppy dogs and unicorns and no, really. sometimes mm-hmm. it's, uh, you got your bumps and dips and twists and you get tripped up and, and you just keep on going, right? Uh, skin, knees and all, and you just, uh, just get up and, and keep on going. That's, uh, and don't worry but, about it. Yeah. I mean, and I, don't that, worry that was about like, it. That was one of the most flubbed intros of all time. I, I don't care. It's all <laughs> it's right. Like, hey, we're so good with it. We're still here. <laughs> you know, we got a good laugh out of it. Got a laugh hey, out of it. That's it's right. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, well, there's a reason I think why I I was on that because, you know, whenever I'm starting to show, I'm I'm also going through my mind, okay, what are we going to be doing first? And, you know, what's the flow going to be and so forth? And I have a note on my little notepad. I have a little pad here on the side that I look at to give me an idea what's up, what's coming up next. I have a little Mm -hmm. note to ask you a question because you pointed out to me, I guess sometime last week, that recently I had referred to you as the military psychic, but you're actually oh, the military media. Sure, sure. And so I made a note, a note to ask you, okay, let's talk about the difference. What is the difference in your oh, mind between a sure. medium and a psychic? Oh, yeah. Well, we can talk about that. Well, and, you know, this always brings up some interesting conversation because the book answer, you know, is always or has been put out there that, you know, a psychic is somebody to tape be able to connect to other people and read their energies, past, present, future energies, all that great stuff. And mediums are those that are able to connect with and communicate with those that have crossed over, right? Mm. And the old school, there's a couple school of thoughts. Um, the, the, the folks that come from a very, I'll call it the very traditional way of of mediumship or the way of upbringing in that aspect that modality is that there is no blending of psychic ability in a sense it's like they don't they don't allow those tools in if you will they don't really talk about they just deliver the message and very um more um how do i want to say the um the very traditional English way of teaching, if you would think of it, right? Just the raw and real message and not saying that you don't do that in the other aspect. But I guess the way that it um, works for me is I use both aspects okay. um, because I'm 
I have the ability of, of, you know, the abilities in the psychic realm, and I'm able to communicate with those who have crossed over. Now, obviously, the term just the military medium, obviously, speaking to, you know, kind of what made up pretty much half of my uh, adult life, and then obviously what kind of started as new, and it was just kind of something that was catchy. And, you know, it was like, oh, we should go with the military medium, right? Well, plus uh, also, I mean, that, since that's your background, that's also where your connections are. So who right. are your likely clients going to be? Well, they're probably going to be a large number of them from the military. I mean, well, just... and I got to really share, you know, when I first started, it wasn't in the military. Really? The clientele wasn't primarily in the military because I kept that hidden from my military oh. family or yeah, people yeah. that knew me in the military community. They didn't know that I did that because I didn't want to be known as that guy. Yeah, and, sure. You know, like, oh, McMurray's gone off his rocker. I didn't, you know, I, I wanted, I, I was scared of what other people, I was worried about what other people were going to think of me. And, you know, when I got closer to retirement, that's when I kind of came out the proverbial closet. I didn't care and just said, you know what, I, I, I'm retiring. I don't care what you think of me. I don't care what you might do. And really, you know, and, and like I share when I talk about my backstory is, um, you know, people are people. Doesn't matter if you're in the military or not. Um, you know, some people are going to be believers. Some people are going to be supporters. Some people are going to, I'll pray for you. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's people, right. <laughs> some people will just turn, turn around and walk away because they are non-believe. And wherever they are, wherever somebody is currently, that's okay. Um, and you know, and I really made that realization way back then and go, huh, you know, I hear I was thinking it was a completely different mental, you know, uh, you know, where they were mentally as far as your, your military, you must be in this box. Well, no, that's just an occupation that doesn't define an individual. True. So, um, yeah. but going back to the psychic medium piece is, and I really kind of caution people like, oh, you know, if somebody uses, um, going back to what you shared, Walt is like, you know, if somebody was like, oh, you're just, if somebody, if I did own the, the, the label, um, say military psychic, oh, you're not a medium dean, you know, it's like, <laughs> I, hey, here's the deal. I have met a lot of people that just use the label psychic or intuitive or whatever you want to use. Um, and they do a hell of a lot of accurate channeling of spirit messages. So that's mediumship, folks. That, that, sure. you know, sharing the message of a deceased loved one and bringing through evidential information that describes somebody in detail and something that they wouldn't know, you know, um, by any other means. And so, you know, so when it comes down to labels, it can really put people in a box. But unfortunately, when it comes down to business, because at the end of the day, yes, it is about healing and it's about spreading awareness and all that great stuff. But there's an aspect of business there. And when you start looking at marketing and that aspect, it's like, what would be catchy? What would be, what sure. accurately describes what I'm doing? And when I first started doing mediumship, it was, 
um, psychic medium, Dean McMurray. Um, and I put, uh, I think I had a business card one time that said spiritual medium. Um, another one that said mental medium, um, because I was trying to define who I was as a medium. And, Mm -hmm. and there was a lot of book answers because, you know, the mental medium, uh, according to some texts, says everything's in your mind's eye, right? Everything that you see, sense, communicate with. So it's all in your mind, right? Instead of outside of yourself. And so I was like, well, that makes up like 90, maybe 98% of what I do. So I was like, well, maybe I'm a a mental medium. And then I read something else that it was like, well, spiritual mediums means that they believe in something bigger than themselves, a entity that they consider God or what, you know, more... I didn't really want to say religious, but, you know, and something on that aspect. And I was like, well, God, now I'm a, I'm a spiritual medium. <laughs> it was like all over. <laughs> I felt like the little dog with the ball. Here you go. Here you go. Yeah. And I was like, why do I have to define myself as far as, you know? And so I was like, you know, when I stepped away from feeling that I needed to own a XYZ label, um, it was, it wasn't about anybody else. It was all about Dean, mm-hmm. um, in this manner and really how I was trying to identify with self. And I was like really trying to figure out who the hell Dean McMurray was as a medium. Like, mm. where was I? And it's like, dude, you're just a medium. It's like, why do you got to go crazy? Don't keep it simple, stupid. Right. And mm-hmm. the kiss principle, like we learned in the military and. It's like you just put yourself out there as a medium and then continually work with clients, whether they're military, you know, maybe family members in military or just anybody that's in need. And you just trust that the universe will provide them um, and you'll, you know, you'll provide services to those in need. And that's and when I let go of the need of a label and I was just like ah, psychic medium works because that identifies what I do. And then also if they need to know, then you can say, yeah, douse or an ordained minister or whatever. Right. And, but you know, a lot of times, a lot of people put things in a box and it's like, where do you, <laughs> where do you fall? Well, that's you know, why I was in- laughing actually, because, uh, you know, I, I laughed when you first made that distinction, not because I was laughing at you, right. but because I was right. laughing at the fact that, you know, if you have like a, an osteopath and a chiropractor, they both basically work on the same thing. They work on the skeletal right. system, you right. know, yep. but, but they, you know, the osteopath can get his nose out of joint and probably have to fix right. it, uh, right. because the chiropractor is lower on the scale. You know? I mean, it's just, <laughs> well, it's and crazy. The, the, the one thing I guess. And not that, you know, is, is I'm always obviously, you know, my mission has always been from day one is to help others heal at a, at a bigger level. Right. And Mm -hmm. so what I've come to realize as a, as a healer, as Mm -hmm. somebody that is bringing light or awareness to others at a Mm -hmm. deeper level is I realized and I had to get beyond the fact that I had to become very public with what I was doing instead of being the inside back room channeler of messages from dead people and saying, and I had to be, I had to get to a level. I'm not saying that I had to be okay with it, but to kind of get over myself about when I would hear people say about um, putting what I did in an entertainment 
niche because a lot of people, when you start getting in commercialized, they, and at a bigger level, people look at it as a entertainment aspect and, and saying, well, I understand it does so much more, but when they look at it, they look at it as a show or something that entertains or it speaks to an interest of, right? Think of, well, they're, prob- uh, they're probably also looking at the fact that it's a, putting it in the entertainment category makes it legally safer. In well, other it words, does. It's, it's, and, it's harder and, to hold you accountable like you'd hold a medical doctor, for right. instance. And it, well, and the yeah. same thing is, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, I understand that I've been blessed to be able to help a lot of people, but, um, and I'm very humbled to do so. Um, but I also realize that we got to have the caveat, and just like on my website by bookings, I have the little disclaimer if you ever look out there sure. is in small verbiage saying this is not meant, readings are not meant to diagnose or anything. But a lot of times that stuff comes through and we know that there's a lot of people that channel and, but you always want to back that up and saying, okay, if you feel that there's something going on medically, see your doctor see your mechanic, you know, and saying, do you have a, is Dean, does Dean hold a degree in medicine? No, I don't. Um, do, am I a, am I a licensed therapist? Nope. Um, you know, am I a certified mechanic? Nope. You know, went to army mechanic school. That was it. But you know, here's, so here's the thing is that, um, you know, there's the, yeah, there is there a, unfortunately with in the, in the modern, uh, 3D world, right? There's almost like a, uh, that liability caveat and just saying, mm-hmm. okay, understand that there's an aspect here and do your due diligence. Um, but at the same time is understand is, um, because I think a lot of times too, people, um, take that information and they blindly apply it to their life. And sure, which, which, you know, um, which is encouraging because they're, they're wanting to change your life. But at the same time with that is I really encourage people. If you have any information by anybody that gets any divine, not every piece of information, you got to look at your own timeline, you know, and, and take what you're given and kind of go, huh, you know, they said that, you know, uh, maybe it's investing or maybe it's health or, and saying, well, what's going on in my life right now? And, um, you know, is it something that's fitting the timeline right now? Maybe it's something that happened in the past. Maybe it's, you know, so yeah, you know, talking about legality stuff and, uh, that kind well, of thing. It, it reminds me of something too. It reminds me of what our friend Rita Giganti, who's currently on a sabbatical, but she has done, um, psychic readings on Fridays, mm-hmm. likes to point out and that is, uh, when she's trying to explain this liability thing, she's saying, you know, not only am I not a medical doctor, all I'm really doing is reading, in a sense, the energy that's going yes. on right now. Yes. Which Absolutely. doesn't have anything to do necessarily with the energy that's going on five minutes from now or right. a year from now or three years from now. It's the energy right. that's going on right now. So you have to understand it within the context of what it is that we're doing. Right. Well, and, and that makes, and, and that's a great reminder too, Walt, to saying, you know, and I think we brought this up about when it comes to reading the energy of things. For example, when it comes to health, right? Say somebody has poor eating habits and has, uh, their health is not very good. 
And maybe their energy is just holding that and saying, okay, here's the deal. You really need to make some big changes because your energy is telling me that if you don't, you're going to end up with health concerns. Well, that individual could, or because of free will, um, could, you know, make the decision to change or not saying, you know what, um, you know, I'm going to the hell with you. I'm going to continue, uh, doing what I want. Right. So, um, absolutely they, you know, through three free will or, or anything else, but absolutely, you know, we know that energy is always in a constant state of motion, um, based upon what somebody does or doesn't do. And, um, so I think that's important to remember as well. So, um, but, uh, so yeah, but anyways, kind of going, we kind of got off on a tangent, but yeah, it kind of speaks to liabilities and, and everything else. But, um, certainly when I went back to looking at, you know, funny about the military medium piece, Walt was going back when I first started, right. And I was kind of getting out there and in the public, when I came out of the closet, as it were, <laughs> and my wife goes, Oh my God, you should be the military medium. And I was like, are you serious? And, <laughs> that went over real well the first time. <laughs> uh, right. And, and I really thought at the time, because that was my, me- that was the, where I was coming from. Yeah. I, I thought quite honestly, and I wasn't being mean. I quite honestly thought it sounded so cheesy and stupid. Mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. did because that's where I was. Sure. And I was like, no, that doesn't sound right. And I was like, and so basically, I, you know, I just kind of ignored her, but she was like, well, whatever. And, but intuitively my wife, so, you know, just so connected as well. And she knew that, you know, back then I should have, but I wasn't in the space. And I shared earlier, like I was trying to identify who I was. Sure. And I think for a lot of people, like when they're identifying, are they a, psychic are they a medium are they a healer are they you know what am i like and some people don't even know what services i have a friend that she's been doing you know energy work for good lord 30 some odd years and i she did a session for me one time and it was part mediumship and you know psychic work and healing it was all kind and i said what did you do and she was like oh I call it my soup now. <laughs> you know, like so many years, you get so many right. modalities or things, it becomes part of your stew, right? And it's like, you know, your grandmother making a soup, like she doesn't even measure anymore. It's like everything out of the cupboard. And you, because it's, you pick up so many tools along the way, you don't even realize what you're doing anymore. And it's like, it yeah. could be some dousing. It could be some healing. It could be some channeling information from a deceased loved one. It could be divine information or like a channeled healing. It's like, what did you just do? Well, I did a whole lot of stuff, but it's part of the stew. And well, plus you know, what happens here is what, what I think you're really describing is the fact that whenever anything is coming, cause we're talking about stuff that's coming to us from what we typically term non-physical. And right, I say that right. kind of tongue in cheek because the stream of David once pointed out to me that they are also physical. It's just, they're not physical sure. in the way that we're physical. So actually right. there's no such thing as non-physical, but that's another topic entirely. Right. 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 <laughs> but, but we call, yeah. we call them the non-physical. And the reason I, I make reference to that is non-physical as we understand it is a realm that pays no attention to the labels that we put. 
I mean, they tried right. to communicate to yeah. us in a way that we can understand it using the labels that we use. But right. the labels don't even apply there. So they, from their perspective, they're just sending the energetic message. And right. we're the ones who are deciding, well, this is a psychic message. This is a channel. This is medium. This is, right. this is you know, right. automatic writing. It's like, whoa, who cares? It's energy. It's energy. <laughs> Give right. it a break. <laughs> but to, to conceptualize it for us to understand it or a lot of times like, and like I was saying, a lot of people need to put things in a box for some reason. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think when, do, well, that, that's also because of language. I mean, right. that's our primary form of communication, human to human. Right. And, right. and because it's our primary form, we are going to think within the limitations of that framework because right. that's, right. You know, that's how we're communicating. Right. You know, so yeah, we put labels on, but that's because that's what we're using. We're using language. If you don't use language, then you can take the labels away. It's easy. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Well, hopefully one day, you know, it was interesting. We're talking about this is, um, you know, I saw an article today on social media. I didn't, I didn't read it yet, but talking about, um, oh, um, oh, Elon Musk. Um, ah. talking about the neural link, right? Mm-hmm. And about uh starting to um kind of start working with, you know, the human uh start experimenting on that aspect uh mm-hmm. starting next year. And uh you know, it's interesting. It's like really do we need uh mechanical man intervention when it already have it's already existing. And saying if we can connect to the free Wi-Fi that's going all around us um, and learn how to interpret that, you know. So it's kind of interesting. It brings us into a different paradigm of thinking, right? Um, so, I, Well, I, th- I think it brings the race into um, that kind of new paradigm. I have to admit, I, I asked the question early on about what's the difference between medium and psychic, but there's yeah. also a little piece of me this is the broader point that I'm making. Yeah. The little piece of me that said, do I really care? <laughs> does it matter? Right. It doesn't really matter, right? Because <laughs> you get to a point where it just doesn't even it doesn't, matter. It doesn't so, matter. So, I, I mean, I sit back and I observe the various paradigms mm-hmm. that are being created today that people are moving in and out of and so forth. And I say, oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. That's in- Do I really care? Not really. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just, just fascinating. It's like, yeah. what, well, you know, and, and I talk actually, you know, on my mediumship course when I talk about it, with my students because there's all different. I bring it up because, and, and when people read, it comes up and a lot of people say, well, you're not a, you're not a medium. You call yourself a psychic or you're not a <laughs> psychic. It's like, Oh my God. So I, I talk about it briefly and saying, okay, here's the deal. And then I ask everybody, Hey, what's your thoughts? Um, you know, what's the difference or is there a difference? And so then I, you know, I bring up the book answer. Well, this is what the book or, you know, what's out there. And then the different types of mediums. And then I say, okay, now we talked about that. Great. But here's the deal. They're just labels. Yeah. And saying labels can paint you in a corner. And I've met a lot of very talented psychics that don't call themselves mediums that can channel beautiful messages and vice versa and some mediums that, you know, uh, probably, you know, I don't, you know, are different. And so, you know, everybody, I guess, has their own take or their own view on what it is. And just really, 
I guess we just bring it up more for awareness and saying, don't paint yourself in a picture, but it's, it really, when it comes down to it, it's really about self. When I, you know, somebody Mm -hmm. was to go out and go, oh my God, I want to, I want to hire a psychic medium. You know, usually the first thing, what are they going to do? Go to Google or their web search, you know, psychic medium near me or whatever city state. Right. Yeah. And so when I think about that, I'm like, they're using a label to search and they're trying to, you know, find something within that niche and, you know, not like healer or whatever. And so something very specific. And it's like, so, and I look back on my younger self and saying, well, you know, if they were to say, maybe look for soldiers in my area, you know, what I have identified as that way back when, absolutely. But, um, you know, I'm so much more than a veteran now or a soldier or is it a dad or, you know, right. just a guy, you know. Um, so I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, labels can at times um, we're more than our labels, but labels at time can put us in a corner. Yeah, we put ourselves in a corner. In fact, I, think I think so. And trying to, I, I can think of an way. example I saw today. It was on Facebook. It was a young woman posting in one of the love attraction groups. I don't mm-hmm. remember which one, probably the baby elephant group. That's where the more interesting ones come from. But, uh, she posted this question. She says, okay, I don't want to go inside to get the answer to this question. What I want to do is ask, is there a spiritual process? Now, so she said, I said, wait a minute. What, what do you think spiritual <laughs> is? Right. <laughs> right. She said, I don't want to go inside. I just want to easy. But is there, is there a spiritual process that I can use to detect why are, can, to, to, to detect that this person in my life is not telling me the truth? Oh. And I thought about it for a second. And I said, well, don't you realize that by posing the question this way, you have already determined that the person is not telling you the truth? Uh, right. <laughs> You know, we get all wrapped up in, in right. okay, we're going to get the labels just right so I can, right. I can ask this very, very pointed right. question that is framed in this very, right. very tight way, not realizing that logically we just lock ourselves into a quarter. <laughs> I think the more important or the more interesting question, I, I would have loved to come back and have a conversation. Why don't you want to go in within? Why don't yeah, you? Yeah, right. <laughs> what, what's keeping you from looking inside? And, you know, no and sometimes I get it. People just want the easy answer. They don't want to put mm. in the work. Um, but, you know, interesting that somebody would be in that group. Talking well, there's, about a, there's a pattern that I've seen. There's a pattern yeah. I've seen. Yeah. People who, who frame it in a way where they're saying, I don't want to, I don't want the intuitive answer. I don't, I don't want this. I don't want that. They want to hear something specific. They want to hear some, they want to hear yeah. something specific, but there's, there's always, I'll call it an agenda. That sounds nastier than it is. Right. No, but yeah. But there's always an agenda that goes with it. And the agenda is I'm angry about something or I'm afraid of something or I am depressed about something or I'm frustrated about something, but I don't want to go to the fact that I'm angry or frustrated or depressed or (laughs) I don't want to actually go there. I just want to solve it. Yeah. What? What are you or the doing? other aspect of I've been told 50 times prior to this, um, this answer, but I don't like it. So I'm going to ask yeah, that's right. over and over again until I get the answer that I want. <laughs> you know? there, there was a cartoon like that that I shared on the show, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, a picture of, uh, of a, a, um, card reader. And you're sitting 
from behind the card reader. So you're looking at the table from the okay. reader's perspective. You see the client on the other side, and there's a there's a layout on the table of cards, probably tarot cards, right? Yeah, right. And and the client looks up and says, "Do you think we could do that one again?" <laughs> oh. <laughs> Maybe we you shuffle know, this time. <laughs> right. Right. You know, it brings up an interesting point. I've actually had some people come through and I was, you know, kind of um, intuitively picking up on maybe an undercurrent of that. And and sometimes I think it's more spirit like um, generated, but kind of where I just kind of stop and go, you know, what are you looking for? Because mm-hmm. obviously I think you're you're just you're just paying people to say what you want to hear and that's not going to happen. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to save you some money here. What are you looking for? And saying, because you're probably going to continue here. How many times do you want to hear the same answer? Yes. Right. (laughs) How many times are you going to pay or go to, because I have a lot of great friends, God bless them that, they're addicted to readings and, mm. and I'm like, okay, that's cool that they love readings and whatever, sure. but I'm like, what are you looking for? Like you're looking for a specific answer that tells me that you're not happy with what you're hearing and you're getting over it. Cause you know, they share, Oh my God, I went to the, these four readers and they kept on saying the same thing. And it's like, uh, <laughs> well, did you take any action? <laughs> and it's like, and it wasn't what I wanted to hear. And I'm like, right. oh, Lord, I got to go now. <laughs> you, know, yeah. like, you know, it's like, um, but it's, it's interesting, isn't it? It's, it's more, it's, you know, and I think it's, um, you know, I think you, you, you touched on something art or Walt is, why did I call you art? See, I don't even know why I'm, well, it's, it's, it's fair because I called you the military psychic. So, oh, you know, there you go. Like now I'm calling you art. Yeah. So that's what this is. <laughs> um, but I get, I think what's interesting about that is a shift. And I don't know if because the energy for some is getting a bit denser and they have to do more work to go in the direction maybe that they're wanting. Um, you know, cause sometimes it's not, uh, easy. Well, I think you know? one of the factors that comes into play here is what are often called comfort zones. Although I, mm. after having lots of conversations about that term, I've decided I don't really like it. I like to call it a familiar zone because comfort zones so-called are rarely comfortable. Um, but familiar zones right. are always familiar. So that's why I like that term right. better. But mm. I think that's part of what we're dealing with here in this, this topic that we're addressing People are in a familiar zone. They like mm-hmm. that familiar zone. Yeah. You know, there, yeah. there's something about it that pays off for them. And yeah. so if, when they're getting information, even if it's just energetic information that goes against what that familiar zone tells them should be happening, they don't like that very much. Right. They want to stay in that familiar zone. I mean, it's not comfy. It's not. You talked about therapists. My, my wife used to be a therapist. She was a therapist for about 10 years and she was. She, she was actually a therapist that the uh, the marriage and family therapy companies really didn't want to have on their books because she would keep the uh, the client on the book for as short of a period of time as possible. They want, of course, keep spreading it out so they keep right. money coming into the, right. into More the, money. Uh, the facility. Yeah, but uh, she didn't. I'm mean, her her 
her principle that she would use with her clients was grow or leave. Mm. You know, this isn't gestalt therapy where I sit back and you just say whatever comes out of your mouth every single time for the next five right, years, right. because yeah. you don't grow that way. You want, if you, if you're here to actually get better at something or to improve in some way, I'm your woman. I'll be glad to help you through it. But if, if we're just here to just kick the can around, I got better things to do with my time. Mm. And mm-hmm. I mean, as a result, her clients grew or they left. It was one or the other. Right, right. Grow grow or go. Very, very simple. And I think the same rule applies with people who are, you know, doing the things we're describing here. They they, they don't really want to grow. They don't really want to have to take the action. They don't really, they they just want the answer that says, yeah, but I want it the way I want it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, isn't I, that what law of attraction is? I, I should be able to want it, and it should be able to come the way I want it. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Well, you know, I think there's there there's a there's partial truth to that. Um, but uh, yeah, with you know, and I and I've said this in the past, a a want without any action is just a wish. Hmm. And so you know, it's just. And can wishes actually manifest things? Yep, to a degree. Sure. Um, I've seen it happen, but you know, it's not, it won't, you won't get the results to the level that you want. And so, you know, um, if somebody doesn't take the steps to, you know, um, reach their goal with the universe's help, um, certainly it can be, you know, much more challenging. I don't think they'll, really reach the pinnacle that they're that they're hoping to well plus there's also another aspect that i i think they overlook entirely people who who kind of fall into this category we're describing here and that is they it's almost like they want to be the couch potato attractor Mm. right all they have to do is sit on the couch and put out the wish and it comes to them they don't have to do anything about it It just shows up Mm. i mean that sounds so cool doesn't it that's like it appears out of thin air yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Bear. Bring me well, a bear. Well, usually on a larger scale, but nevertheless, right. the principle right. is right. the yeah, same. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. yeah. And, and the, the one thing that they overlook in that is, do they really want to be just a couch potato? Yeah. I mean, seriously? Is that all you want to do for the rest of your life? You never want to get off the couch. All you want to do is just sit mm-hmm. there and have the stuff come to you. Because I'll tell you what, if it were me, now maybe this is going to be different from one person to the next, but for me... That would bore the crap out of me. Right. That would just, I mean, kill me now. I, I'm done. <laughs> if that's going right. to be the rest of my life, I, I don't want any part of it. I want to go live, right. you know? So if you're going to argue for that, okay. If you want to attract that, have fun. But count me out. I, I just don't want to be a part of that. That's not fun. Right. right. It's certainly not well, high vibe from my perspective. Right. Right. No, absolutely. And that's a great point to make too is, uh, Walt, is that, um, you know, yeah, those folks that just want to, you know, kind of sit back, if you will, and and not, you know, just kind of be the net, so to speak. It just drag mm-hmm. me along behind. I'll pick up whatever. Yep. You know, it'll eventually come. It's like fish, kelp, yeah, rocks, I, whatever. You know. I get it. It's not <laughs> as much work, but it's no fun. And like you're it. There, there's no fun in it. There's no excitement. There's nothing like, you know, so, you know. And then there's, there's also the other person who will, who will be a variation on this. They'll say, well, I just want to sit there and attract, you know, the big sum of money. Cause then when I get the big sum of money, I can go do what I want to do. 
Right. And the immediate thought that comes to my mind is, okay, so what was stopping you from doing what you wanted to do before the money came? Right. <laughs> am, I, am I missing something here? I mean, if the thing that you want to do is go sail a yacht, okay, I can kind of get that. You got to have the money right. for that. But you don't have to have a yacht to sail. Right. Why is it, have, it so it has to be a yacht? Otherwise, it's not sailing. And if there's, it's either all yacht or nothing. Really? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and wouldn't you think if that you're out sailing and doing the thing that you love, is would actually be attracting that yacht even quicker? In my so. mind, it would be. Let yeah. me put myself in alignment with that which I'm seeking. And by hanging out with those that love to go yachting or sailing or whatever it is, you're, you're starting to attract and be in the same crowds. And hey, maybe I need to, uh, go hang out, uh, at the country or the what, yacht club. I don't know. I'm not a boater, but, <laughs> um, you know, on that level, but you definitely so, were not in the Navy. I can tell. <laughs> right. Yeah. I can, left, right, port, starboard. I don't know, but, uh, I'll be the guy in the back fishing. But, um, but there the thing go. is, is that why wouldn't you, if it's something that you're looking for, um, you know, why wouldn't you put yourself in that environment? You're immersing yourself. And then all of a sudden, maybe if it's, you talk about us, you know, owning your own sailboat or yacht saying, you know, maybe it's, Hey, I know somebody selling a, a sailboat for what, you know, maybe it's a sailboat you've been dreaming of. So you never know. It's, um, you know, it's, but you have, but again, you, you bring up the good point, Walt, is that, um, that's not going to happen. You know, if you're dreaming about a yacht and you're sitting on your couch, well, it could happen. I'm not well, I said it could. I'm not saying it sure. could. But, yeah, yeah, it's but, possible uh, your to attract that. I'm, of... I'm suggesting it's not all that much fun. I mean, I, right. I it, it's kind of like the story that Abraham Hicks tells mm. about how Jerry and Esther Hicks were on vacation uh, in Colorado, someplace out west. I can't remember exactly where it was. But it was it was a place where they had uh, a river with rapids, and they wanted okay. to ride the rapids. Okay? Sure. And so... They, they went to the location and the guy who runs the tour, the guided tour takes them down the river and so forth, um, is explaining to them how, you know, they can't make the, the river stop moving, you know, so you have to take basic safety precautions, listen to what we're talking about and so forth. And then they do a hypothetical. Esther does a hypothetical as she's taking in Abraham's messages and says, well, what if Esther had said, you know, I really don't want to have to go through all that riding the rapid stuff. You get wet. It gets all over the place. I mean, you can get thrown out of the boat. There's all this risk. That's involved. Can't we just start at the top of the river, get every, put out all the gear into the Jeep, drive it down to the bottom of the river, then paddle out to the last 200 yards and ride the last 200 yards down. And, and the guy says, well, yeah, sure. We could do that. But I thought you wanted to ride the rapids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> right. What exactly are you trying to accomplish well, here? What, you know, yeah. what, what, wait, so if you wanted to have the yacht from the couch, what were you planning to do with it? Were you going to say, ah, oh, I got the yacht. Okay. I'm done with it. Yeah. What, what's the point? What are you trying to do? Right. Cause if you're not trying to do anything with it, is it, I don't see where the point is. What right. are you trying to accomplish here? Right. Yep. No, absolutely. That makes it's so abstract that it doesn't even make any sense anymore. 
That makes makes a lot of sense, right? It makes sense that it doesn't make sense. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, when you think about it, it's like you know, and it kind of, you know, just enjoying the ride wherever you are too. So, so um, if you do get the yacht, or you do want the yacht, so you can go yachting, that means you want to go out on the water. Okay. Well, until the yacht shows up, what are you going to do? Hang out on the couch? Why not go out in the water for a bit? Yeah, you don't have the yacht yet. You'll start with the rowboat. Mm-hmm. Work your way up, you know, attract the motorboat, and then, you know, attract the, the, uh, I don't know what, what would come next, but whatever comes next. Right? Right. <laughs> the trawler. I don't know. <laughs> but, but by doing that too, when you think about it though, Walt, it has a lot of logic in it too, because maybe by doing that, do you get to know, like, I don't know, the harbor master, or do you get mm-hmm. to know the people that are involved, you know, maybe with a slip, or you get, or maybe you do some work for somebody down on the docks or something where you get maybe a you actually learn how to, to actually drive the thing right crashing and maybe, it because yeah, maybe you, know, you, you start small and work your way up on that, you know? You know, I uh there was a mentor. I mean, how embarrassing that had... would that be, right? You get you get the yacht for the first time and you get out there you and you crash into the what... harbor because you've never <laughs> driven a boat before on the water. <laughs> I got it, right. <laughs> I had a I had a mentor met, um many years ago uh, named David Woods. And um, he talked about wanting to go when he was younger, um, didn't have a lot of money, but he was bound and determined to kind of go around the world and work his way around the world. And one of the things is, I believe it was, he was going from one country to another and he went down to the docks and found a boat that was going to, um, I don't know if it was Spain or where it was, but, um, basically he lied to get, <laughs> do you have experience? <laughs> yeah. And this was, of course, so many years ago when you know you didn't really had to show any credentials or anything. And, uh, basically he just, he was one of those guys who could just pick it up really quick. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, but you know, talking about, um, where he just said yes first and then, you know, learn on the fly, so to speak, mm-hmm. but he knew, and that was kind of the premise of the story too, of saying that, you know, to travel, um, he really didn't have a whole lot of money to his name and he worked his way, um, because he knew that it was like, well, you know, um, I could sit at home or wherever and say, well, I want to travel, I want to travel, or I could actually get out and take steps to do that. And, you know, and he would get to a country and he lived abroad for a number of years, but he would live in a country for however long and, work his way around, do odd jobs, whatever. But it was really kind of fascinating. So when you talk about that is, you know, if you start, like you talk about this yacht analogy or the, the, you know, sailing ship and saying, you know, before you have it, uh, the, the boat or the car or the lifestyle that you're wanting, why can't you already start aligning yourself with what you want to do? Precisely. Immerse yourself in, you know, go down there and get on the water or, you know, in that rowboat or, you know, maybe you can't even afford the dang boat, you know, (laughs) maybe you're out there swimming. I don't know, you know, whatever it is. Um, and then work your way up to that. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that, um, you know, talking about boats, there's a lot of people that, uh, you know, commercial fishermen, right. They start off maybe working the docks and then maybe working on the boats mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. saving their money as they go. And next thing you know, they have enough money saved up that they can buy their very own fishing boat. And through the years, 
of successful fishing. Maybe they can buy a fleet and maybe that was their dream. Um, so they do it in stages, but you know, it would have never happened if they didn't start somewhere and, you know, and having that goal. So the same thing, you know, goes is that, you know, you'll never truly get to, and like you shared, it can happen. But, um, if you start aligning yourself the way that you were talking about, um, you know, it's going to happen so much quicker. Um, And the reason it happens quicker is because since it's in smaller increments, I mean, the, it, Abraham points out there is no difference between attracting a castle and a button. It takes the same amount of attraction right. power to attract one as the other. But the one difference is us humans. We humans have this this idea in our mind that castles are harder than buttons. So right. that that's what the advantage is to starting small. You're, you're building up and basically expanding what Dan Mangana calls your edge, your edge of believability. Right. Um, to kind of overcome those limiting beliefs, as we call them, that we put in our own way that, uh, you know, we want to release it. We want to get out of the way. And, and that's a great way to do it is to do it one growth step at a time rather than just going mm. from zero to 60 all at once. Um, mm. th- and by the way, this ties in with something that listener Sarah sent in a, a question about. I, I want to bring it in here in the last 15 minutes or so. Um, we brought, we, we, we talked about it a little bit yesterday. Louis D'Souza, uh, addressed her first two points to a certain degree. I wanted to see if you have any, background with any of them she's looking at uh healing modalities primarily well not just not healing any kind of modality um, for any kind of purpose but she's i think she's specifically using it for healing um the ones she has on her eye her eye on are three different types there's sound healing with or without tuning forks there's craniosacral therapy Mm -hmm. and there's access bars and she was wondering um who has any knowledge about that so i thought i'd bring it up with you to see if you have any knowledge about any of that well I'm certainly, first off, I'm going to say that, um, I'm not a practitioner of any of those modalities, but I'm, I'm aware of, and I've had, um, that cranial sacral therapy. Uh, I actually have tuning forks and have used it in not mediumship sessions per se, but other sessions. Um, and, you know, they're all very fascinating. I mean, they all have their own niche i'll call them um but like you said it's all energy right and it's all how you're fine-tuning it like how how are you playing with it it's they're just tools um you know when you're interacting with the energy um and what are you trying to accomplish um you know the thing that i would share is this this is dean's intuitive two cents Mm -hmm. and just my i guess my what i've learned is you know if you're looking in this incidents like for healing modality or looking to go into something. Um, you know, first off, I think you brought it up Walt. was talking about, you know, what are you planning on doing with it? Maybe it starts with a personal injury, um, maybe trying to heal a lot of times, you know, maybe it's a family loved one that was sick and you want to, you know, feel so, you know, emotionally moved, you want to become a healer and eradicate the disease or, you know, injury, whatever the case. And so first off, you know, identify your why. Why are you doing it? Secondly, um, I would always say is start with your interest. Um, is there one maybe for her that kind of gets you fired up more than the others? And start there. Um, you know, really start reading about it, maybe um, find some, you know, testimonial, whatever. And if it really speaks to you, if there's something 
usually it'll pull to you, you know, and be like, oh my God, it gives me goosebumps. I just can't get enough of it. And start there because it won't end there. It'll lead to something else. So maybe it leads to the tuning forks. Maybe it leads to craniosacral. Who knows? It could go in a completely opposite, like, oh my God, I went, uh, I started an access bars and all of a sudden I started doing, I got, uh, did a dousing class. And then with those tools, then we talk about the soup, right? It's funny how it caveats into that yeah. is mm-hmm. maybe you go back to another form. Um, cause there's so many modalities and <laughs> there's modalities and modalities, <laughs> uh, <laughs> really almost it's, um, but you could go into something else, another healing modality that maybe wasn't even listed and that you're just like, Oh my God, that completely fascinates me. There's, um, you know, maybe working with somebody's light body or maybe, um, something more galactic. Maybe it's, you know, so there's, there's so many fascinating subjects and it's really kind of interesting to listen to them. But I guess my two cents is, is number one, if you haven't experienced those and you're interested, maybe go get a session mm-hmm. and experience it for yourself. So you know what it, you know, at least have an idea what it's like. Number two, read up on it. Maybe talk to some practitioners, all that great stuff. Um, but find out why you're going to do it. Why do you want to do it? Just like, that would be cool. Or, Hey, I sat on a shirt. I don't, you know, it's like, find it, <laughs> get, get, you know, get clear on, on your intent, why you're doing it. And then start with your interests. Um, you know, maybe if it's tuning forks and, and I got to share, uh, my quick tuning fork story. Um, not that I got into healing with it. But, um, you know, one time, uh, at an expo, actually, um, I had a booth and, uh, kind of kitty corner for me was a lady at the time that had a, oh, she had a shop that was more of a metaphysical shop. She had, uh, crystals and all that great stuff. And, but she had a, a beautiful array of tuning forks. And I've always been, um, you know, drawn to tuning forks and singing bowls and that whole realm of uh, vibrational stuff. And so I was like, and I was, you know, it was a little slow in in the expo and I went over and of course, you know, you got to look at what everybody else has. Sure. And there was one that I was really drawn to. It was almost like, Hey, was almost speaking to me, so to speak. And, and it was reasonably priced that I thought, and I was like, you know, I'm going to get that. And, uh, and I felt so guided to do that. And I, I've used it in sessions where it was like clearing energies around people. I've used mm-hmm. it for clearing, you know, the energy of space and really the, um, I've used it for myself. Like if I had headaches and, um, different things, my kids loved them because of the frequency and everything. Um, you know, so it was just an interest of mine and it was something that I went on to use. Um, but I felt intuitively guided. It was something that really spoke to me. So I guess what I'm trying to share is, uh, you know, if it's, uh, the tuning fork thing, great. If it's cranial sacral, terrific. If it's something else, super. Um, you know, uh, it doesn't have to be one thing. Um, but start. I love that idea too. I love the idea of following the passion because that's really what you're describing. 
Well, right. You you discover that you have an interest in something. As you look at it some more, it becomes a bigger interest. That's where it starts growing into a passion. That's what was happening when you were realizing you were connected to that, that tuning fork. And then you just kind of go with it and you learn about it. And and I love that point because that's what happens here on the podcast. When people, I mean, she's referencing the fact uh, in, in her message, she referenced the fact that we have people who come on and talk about a lot of things, a lot of modalities like this. In every case, the modalities they're talking about are ones that they're passionate about. That's why yeah. they're talking about them. They right. learned about them and they right. say, oh, this was so cool and it worked for me and I was able to do this for somebody else. And yeah, right. I mean, they get all worked up about it for that reason. Yeah, that's, that's what makes it so cool. It isn't the modality, it's the passion behind it. The passion. So cool. it, yeah. You know, that was one of the things when I first started on my um spiritual journey was one of the addicting things that I found was mm-hmm. I called it the energy buzz because when everything was new and it was so like buzzy, right? The ener- like you could physically feel it and it was like, Ooh, that's so cool. And you would get so excited and you would want to share it with everybody. Like, Oh my God, I saw this and it moved or it did right, this. And right. you were just, you were kind of freaked out, but at the same time you're excited and it's like, Oh, you should check this out. And that's that passion that you're sharing. And what's so cool is when you're able to see that in other people and when you're, when you're able to share space with them and you, you can just feel the, the residual energy because they're enthusiastic. They love what they do. And, you know, and exactly Walt is that you, you hit the nail right on the head is they share because they love it. Exactly. I mean, why would yeah. you talk about something that you hate? Oh yeah, if you really want to do that, that sucks. I did it. it sucks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that worst experience, well. <laughs> a worst experience of my life. Oh my god, right? And it's like, well, who, who would go and do that? Like, yeah, I would get a lot of just on that one. Yeah, do not do that. Oh my god. It's like, yeah, I'm the best salesman, and my no, it's like you know. So you know, find something that speaks to you because. I think we've all done things that we've got into that, um, that we felt maybe that we were, I don't want to say pressured, but almost felt that we had to and we weren't really passionate. We knew going in, we weren't really passionate. Maybe it was a college course. Maybe it was a class or whatever. And it was just like, wah, wah, because our passion wasn't there. We weren't aligned right. with it. And if that's why I'm saying, you know, feel it out. It usually speaks to you. So if you get excited about it, do your research. And you might be, I'll, I'll share another one with you. I was really fired up and excited. I wanted to learn, um, uh, like intuitive, um, medical readings or, uh, medical medium or whatever you want to read, uh, call it. And basically it's being able to scan people's bodies and, and being able to pick, pick up on, you know, medical issues. And I thought that was very fascinating. I was just so fascinated by it. And I was like, so I was putting it out there. I was like, I want, I would love to take a course in this. I would love to learn more about it. And I started researching it. Right. And I was just like, wow, this is just so fascinating to me. And so I was like, you know, attract, and I met a ton, literal ton of teachers mm-hmm. and it was, and I had some great conversations and, but none of them spoke to me like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, I need to work with you. Right. And right. it didn't mean that they were ax murderers. Didn't mean that they were creepy. <laughs> it just I wasn't an energetic alignment with them. And I right. understood enough 
that I was like, oh man, like they had all these certifications and would be great. But I was just like, mm, no, something. And you know what was crazy? Um, I didn't even think about it. I, I felt so stupid after it happened. But I was sitting at home and all of a sudden like two people in spirit showed up and it was like, uh, go downstairs and, uh, and you're going to meditate and you're going to channel us. And I was like, yeah, I, I don't channel. And we we're like, no, we're here for your medical into, you know, the, the, the medical in, in, intuitive, uh, piece. And I was like, Oh shit, you're, you're my teachers. Like they just showed up. <laughs> hey, we're here. We're in town. We, you know, we, you, you've been calling for us for over a year. Cause I was really frustrated. I was like, I really mm. want to take this course. And I was like, eh, you know, it's just like, eh, eh, you know, uh, you know, I was like, just nobody was really aligning with what I, you know, it wasn't jiving with anybody. And then spirit just showed up and I was like, holy crap, holy crap. And I was like, and, uh, yeah. And it was like, yeah, go downstairs and we're going to in your office and we're going to, you know, we're going to, you're going to feel how we, I guess, feel when you channel us and, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll start this course and here's some things that you need to get. And, and I was like, whoa, I was completely blown away. And I was like, and then I felt stupid. I was like, well, why couldn't they be in spirit? And I was yeah. like, jeez. Oh, and, but here's but, what but I'm you, sharing. You, well, go ahead. Finish your story. I, 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 again, going back to finding what you're passionate about, um, whether the teachers feel right or the course, or whatever the product, the, you know, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be a modality either. Um, you know, allow it to speak to you and, you know, allow it to, to, to guide you. It will call out to you. And if you are listening, um, and be like, and you can feel that energy and it's like, no, no, yes, right there, that one. And it will, you'll, you'll be able to pick it up and you'll, you know, the old adage of, I remember asking my dad, um, before I got married, um, many years ago, like, dad, how do you know, like, how did you know when, you know, you married mom and how did, how did you know, you know, who was the right one? He goes, you just know. And I'm like, oh, that's no answer. Like, you know, I was ever very young at the time and he was like, you just know. And, but I didn't realize like all of you, your senses, your sixth sense, your, you know, all of you are speaking to you. It's like, dude, that's the one, like mm -hmm. whether it's a mate, whether it's you know the modality, whether it's another tool that you're supposed to work with, maybe you're picking up pendulums, your next mm -hmm. vehicle, your next house. Mm -hmm. If you allow to listen with your body and your, you know, and your mind, the universe will speak to you. It'd be like, dude, it's right there. You know, it's like, oh yeah, it might take a while, but it's like, okay. That's so, great yeah, advice. Yeah. And, and certainly it's, it's, it's true whether, uh, it doesn't matter what you're doing, but, and it was true, by the way, you just, you know, well, yeah. my wife, <laughs> you just knew it was but, like, but, yeah, but, but, you just know. but you followed it. That's the main thing. You followed it. You're listening. You, Are you listening? Yeah. yeah. You but we we caveat it. We, we got off subject a little bit, but again, I guess That's right. it, it, was, it finishes and, the hour beautifully. So you did, you did a good job. <laughs> but getting back, I, yeah, just go with your interest and, and just allow it to, to speak to you. So. Yeah. Well, Sarah, thanks for sending that in. I'll, I'll continue to yes, ask people, thanks, uh, other people this week, the same question, but, uh, that was, that was good. That was a good contribution. And, oh, uh, and, yeah, uh, gotta be real quick here. 
Oh, so I was just going to mention real quick is uh, happy uh, Groundhog Day to everybody. I know today's ah. Groundhog Yeah, so, um, but yeah, so, but don't put all the energy on six more weeks of winter. Because, uh, you know, I, I think it's, you know, if I, I, I laughed psychic, when I saw that. I, I laughed yeah, when I saw that. Because like, Pux, they pulled Puxatani Phil out of his cave on a day with 97% cloud cover and said that he saw his shadow. And I said, <laughs> really? But, but okay. said, and it brings up a good point is, um, you know, it's not, uh, you know, I think sometimes we put, we, we, Put all all the eggs in one basket. Sometimes be like, "Oh my God, six more weeks of winter!" You know, <laughs> um, even if there are six more weeks of winter, we can find a positive in it. But at the same time, is um, I think actually, it's going to be twofold. I think there's on the more on the west coast, south and west coast is going to be um, kind of our early um, spring. And then kind of in the East Coast, I think we're going to see a little bit of prolonged winter. So kind of with storms. But that's Dean's psychic prediction. Will it happen? Don't know. Maybe they can pull me out of my stump. And if I can't uh, see my shadow, I go back in, sleep for another couple of weeks. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> that sounds like a very appropriate way to draw the episode to a close. So thank you for that. That was good. We'll make sure that we write that one down. Yeah, right. <laughs> Pull me out of my stump. Yeah, there we go. Well, you did the right thing. You helped us get onto that high vibe place today. So thank you very much. I appreciate well, thank you. Much. Thank you. It's always a... It's always a pleasure, Walt, to share space with you. And uh, I love talking about these things because, uh, you know, it, it, it uh, kind of ends and starts my day on a, on a great note. That's a good thing. So, yeah. all right. Look forward to doing it again next uh, Tuesday. And uh, yes. as usual, thank you also to our podcast listeners. Without you, we wouldn't have a podcast. We love talking to you. We love the fact that you're listening. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody.